Welcome back. It is week 16 of the NBA season. I'm Scott Keller, along with Steve St. Pierre, and you are now streaming season two, episode 34 of Menace Podman, your NBA and fantasy basketball podcast. Um, the trade deadline, we're all excited. Obviously, there's been some movement already, but the trade deadline is this Thursday, uh, February 8th at 3 p.m. Officially. Um, yeah. No, so we got some stuff to get into, and I don't have anything before the first thing. I don't know if you have anything <laughs> you want to chat about. Oh, well, yeah. I just want to warn the listeners and apologize for my voice. Um, it's almost gone. We had a rough game last night that I was coaching my son's team. Lost a close one against the best team in the league. We played him as hard as we could. Did our best, but um, yeah, I was screaming a lot, especially on defense. So. I'll give you what I have here. Yeah, they are. They were who you thought they were. That's right. Yeah, I got yeah. the uh, Doc Rivers going again. Fresh milk. Very fitting yeah. with his one and four start, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not so fresh. But yeah, no, we're actually going to do a little bit different today. This is going to be your debut of debuting the first thing. So here yeah. it is. Name on your paper, first thing. And unfortunately, it is, um, you know, some sad news here. Earl the Twirl Curitan, Detroit legend, um, has passed away. Unfortunately, he, um, he died over the weekend, and it was crazy. He was a community ambassador and part-time color commentator for the Pistons. And he was actually on the air last Friday and then passed away over the weekend. He was on the radio covering for Rick Mahorn, who I think was ill, they said. And so, yeah, really sad news. He, um, like I said, he, he's a Detroit legend. He's a former NBA player. He played with the Pistons and six other NBA teams. He coached in the ABA and was an assistant coach in the WNBA, including with our Detroit Shock. Um, he was inducted into the American Basketball Hall of Fame here in Detroit. He was born and raised in Detroit. He went to Finney High School and Detroit Mercy after two years at Robert Morris. Um, I know he was a broadcaster as well for Detroit Mercy. So he's definitely, he was a Detroit guy. And like I said, an absolute legend. Rest in peace, Twirl. I was going to say myself, I, uh, I'm looking at pictures now and I definitely recognize them, but I, um, I'll I'll admit I'm a I'm a little ashamed being a, a Detroit basketball fan and a basketball fan in general that uh, you sent me the text originally and I did not recognize yeah. the name I was like I don't even know who this is um, and then I you know looked it up and I was like oh okay so that's who it was but um so it wasn't as familiar to me so I like I said I I feel a little <laughs> and I'm surprised too because a bunch of our buddies uh, we were all at a Pistons game I don't remember what the occasion was but we were up in like one of the club areas back at the uh, palace of Auburn Hills. Speaking of rest in peace. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of our buddies, um, Tim, you want my towel? Ian. That's the one. Chris green. One in one out. I think my brother was there. I mean, a bunch of us and uh, we were up there. The, the pistons were getting destroyed. Huge surprise. And uh, I remember at one point I went up to Curitan and I was like, Hey man, why don't you and I just go down there, show these guys how it's done. We'll just go out there and get a bunch of rebounds and hit people. And he was just cracking up, laughing, <laughs> hanging out with us. Seemed like a super cool guy. Yeah. 
you know, it looks like it, all the all the quotes I'm seeing from you know everybody, uh, even Isaiah Thomas talking about him and stuff. So, um, yeah, it looks like a a guy who is definitely big for the city, big for teams. You know, like you said, a Detroit legend. Um, big loss, and uh, yeah, no condolences to the family, friends, organizations, and everybody he knew and talked to at any time in his uh, in his life. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's all we have to say. But um, <laughs> I don't, where to move from there? I hate we we do this a lot where we have a more of a a sad or a loss in a in a first yeah. thing once in a while, and it's it's hard to just pick up and move on to the next subject. And in fact, I don't even know what the next subject is today. Um, let's see, where do we go? Schedule? You want to talk about the schedule? Yeah, let's a little bit it. here at the beginning. Yeah, right. that's a good call. So popping popping into the schedule grid, um, I think we mentioned, let's see, where were we at this week? So obviously week 16. This week, um, there were a few teams that had, I believe, three games. That was Minnesota, Denver. Two games. Or two, I'm sorry, not three. Uh, Minnesota, Denver, Portland, and Utah. Seemed like, yep. <laughs> feels like everybody out west, <laughs> except exactly. for Minnesota, but uh, in the Midwest. But uh, yeah, they all have two games this week. Um, I think, uh, based on when you are listening to this episode, some of these teams actually might even be, they have later games throughout this week. I can't even remember when these two games were. Uh, Denver looks like a Thursday, Friday. And uh, who Gordon Nuggets, Denver, Utah. Yeah, Utah was Tuesday, Thursday, and there is Portland Thursday, Saturday. So yeah, looks like one just late, and uh, Minnesota was Tuesday, Thursday. So some of them just no weekend games at all here at the end, end of the week. So perfect time to pick up some streamers for teams that are playing multiple games over those Friday, Saturday, Sunday stretch when you're missing some people from your lineup. Or if anybody emerges from the trade deadline, which, um, you know, we'll get into it, but we had a few trades go down today, February 7th, the day before the trade deadline. Uh, but obviously tomorrow is the big day, and that's where we're expecting a lot of moves, a lot of shakeups, and a, at least a couple guys to maybe emerge as pickups in fantasy because of those moves. Exactly. Um yeah, and actually, while well, you noted that, when you're talking about the trade deadline, we plan on having another emergency trade deadline podcast. It'll probably be a nice little short one here over the weekend, so look for that coming out in the next few days. Um, as far as more schedule stuff, obviously next week you move into the large, consolidated two weeks because of the All-Star break. Um I guess I don't know how you want to go through that. There's there's a few teams that have some different number. Like Golden State has six games over that that uh, that combined fantasy week, so that could be helpful to some people gaining some games there. But there's also some teams like Miami that only have three games over that whole All Star break week, so that could see, be some big hits for guys that are like uh, like the likes of Bam Adebayo, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. Who knows? Tyler Hero, things like that. Even though Hero's slumping a little bit right now, but he'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, most teams go either four or five games. But um, you pointed out the ones that don't. I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, that's a great call. You know, Miami, and we need to see you know what they're going to do if anything at the deadline. Um, they've got some holes on the roster that they've had. We've talked all about it. So mm-hmm. you know, going to be very anxious to see you know 
who goes, who stays. And yeah, that's going to be, if they do make a move and somebody emerges as a pickup on their team, that's going to be tough because then you're picking them up, but then you're knowing that you're only getting three games out of them, you know, for the next week. So you, this is you know, true. And I guess it all it depends was... on your position in your fantasy league, you know, where are you at? Can you afford to sit and rest on guys who are, you know, not in your lineup playing? Um, you know, those are the, the choices that you have to make. I would as assume, a fantasy manager. I was going to say, I would assume if Miami were to pick somebody up, I think this happened with Terry Rozier too, when they just picked him up. I think he was a game time decision right away. Um, depending on how this actually happens or if Miami picks somebody up or whatever happens here, right when they make that trade, that guy might be a game time decision. You can throw if you have an IL plus spot, yep. you throw him on that IL plus spot for the time being, because he's only going to have one game the rest of the week. So against New Orleans, so who cares? Yeah. And then you could use somebody else who's going to play more there and not worry about that whole uh, scenario for a while. Yeah, honestly, but, the, I would recommend that. Anybody, if you're in a league that has IL plus, if you see any of your Miami Heat players come up with a questionable tag, just throw them on your IL plus right away. Yeah. And if you, you can, could, if you can stash them, if you can get away with making some moves right away and then just stash those guys and not even use them and use other guys that are playing a bunch of games – yeah. Um, you know, I we just, mentioned the guys, we mentioned those Golden State guys from last yep. week, you know, guys like Andrew Wiggins, Kaminga, if those guys are sitting out there, go ahead and grab them and you get a few extra games out of them, hopefully. I'll, yeah, most likely a lot too. I, yeah. There's only one back-to-back for Golden State. That's exactly what the scenario I was looking at right now is with Golden State because um, Golden State plays three games after the break and they also have a game on Thursday right before the break. Miami plays two of their three games on that combo week before uh, they even play those other four games. So you're basically getting three plus games, you know, plus three games out of somebody through the rest of that week if you need to, if you're able to do that, obviously. And I think Golden State, like you said, has tons of people that are available. And uh, Steve Kerr, I say it all the time, he, he plays different people, <laughs> all different minutes. And yeah. so you can, so you're going to get, you rather have a guy playing 20 minutes, four games, than a guy playing one game for 32 minutes, right? Yeah, and again, we've talked about how they're in a position right now where, you know, they're running out of time. They need to go on a big run here. So every game matters. That's really good for fantasy owners because, you know, obviously get more value there. Agreed. So, yeah, I think that covers everything with the schedule. Gets you up yeah. It gives you some scenarios of some things to look at. Um, if you, like we said, if you have those Miami players, uh, I think that's the biggest one, just the Miami players if they're on your roster and especially big guys, if they're important to your team. Um, I guess you want to just run through the trades before we hit a break. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, yep. So we had three, ta- three trades go down today. Like I said, February 7th, um, two of which involved our Pistons. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with the first one. They traded for Simone Fontecchio from the Utah jazz. Um, Kevin Knox, the rights to Gabri LA. Prochita and a second <laughs> round pick went to the Jazz. I did my homework there, got the pronunciation. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. And then um, the Pistons made another trade after that. They traded Monte Morris to the Minnesota Timberwolves and got back Shake Milton, Troy Brown Jr., and a second round pick. Um, and then the other trade that went down today was Xavier Tillman, former Michigan State Spartan, 
Um, he goes to the Boston Celtics in exchange for Lamar Stevens and two future second round picks. Um, those go to the Grizzlies. So um, nothing really in terms of fantasy, I would say. Um, I think it definitely just, it, you know who it might help is our boy Walker Kessler because he's been coming off the bench, kind of playing spot minutes. Maybe now this gives them a chance to go back to the lineup that we all anticipated with marketing at the three um, John Collins at the four and Kessler in the middle. Boom, you know, hopefully this is a chance for them to go back to that lineup and get back to using those guys the way that they were being used, especially Kessler, you know, the second half of last season. Yeah. No, you know, we saw we this. all kind of fell in love with them. Yeah. We saw this last season because Kelly Olenek got injured and then yeah. Walker Kessler came in and he was able to take over and yeah, they proved. traded Vanderbilt. Yep. Yep. And then and he proved what he could up. do. Yep, yeah. so that's a good comparison. I, I kind of get a similar vibe here. But like we said, tomorrow's the deadline, February 8th. So we need to see. I don't think either of these teams are done yet. Uh, for the Pistons, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense. They're just they're taking a flyer on some other guys. You know, Fontecchio's had a really good season this year for the Jazz. You know, he started the last 20 games for them. You know, he's averaging almost double-digit points. You know, he's been pretty solid. And he's a younger guy. You know, just give him a look. See if it works out. You didn't really give up much to get them. And, you know, I like some of the guys that they got back from Minnesota. You know, I think Shake Milton's, you know, when he's had the opportunity to play, he's shown that he's a really good, you know, kind of combo guard. He can score. He can handle the ball. Um, Troy Brown Jr. is a good shooter, which this team needs, obviously. And, you know, another guy who's not too old. So just kind of get a look at him and see, you know, and if you can keep him, you know, on a cheap deal, sweet. Um, or maybe they could flip them tomorrow, you know, who knows? Um, but it just gives them, you know, more assets and more weapons to, uh, keep wheeling and dealing with. Yeah, no, I, I completely, I, I agree with everything is that I do like the, the move to get Fontecchio. I think he has some potential to actually do something. So yeah, like you said, you're getting something, roll the dice a little bit and, uh, you're not giving up much. So, there's I'm glad you taught me how to there. pronounce his name before he became a piston. <laughs> I I hope I still say it right. I don't think I've heard anybody say it officially. Anywhere. I have, and it is right. So oh, you nailed good. it. All good right. job. Siren to myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just noticed on a basketball monster right now, I don't know if you can do anything with it, but it labels all the games that people are in individually, if it's a blowout or not. And I'm curious if you can find stats of not blowouts versus blowouts. And I'll have to figure that out. But yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Nonetheless, it's here. It wouldn't shock me though. It's a great website. I would love to see those type of stats on people because you you can get yeah you can just go into a matchup like Sacramento Detroit. Well, I, I guess Detroit doesn't really get blown out. They just lose games at the end. But uh, and no, they get blown out a lot too. But <laughs> it's a I don't know. It's an interesting thing with the, our Pistons, but. Yeah, and I just wanted to quickly mention the the Tillman trade. I think uh, Tillman's yeah. value in fantasy goes down now. Obviously, going to Boston, where they've got a bunch of other big guys, you know, Porzingis, Al Horford, you know, all the value that he had on that, you know, shorthanded Grizzlies team, kind of goes out the window at this point. So, anybody rostering Tillman can probably safely drop him, even if he's stashing an IL spot. Yeah, completely agree. I think that's just a move to just, you know, give more depth to Boston to sure up so they don't they go to the finals and actually win this year. So if something does happen to a Porzingis or 
um, Al Horford or something like that. They have some guy to jump in the lineup and replace those guys. So, yeah, and on the flip side, I think Lamar Stevens is just another guy you can maybe look at, you know, with the Memphis rotation. You know, it's it's a total crap, crap shoot. Um, you know, day-to-day it'll change, but, you know, as guys rest, the guys that are left in the lineup will have value. So if you're streaming or doing DFS, he's just a guy that you can kind of keep on your radar and just, you know, yeah, keep, keep monitoring say, that situation. Uh, I was going to say with Memphis, I think you're just looking back at guys that we've already mentioned a little bit earlier here this year, like Gigi Jackson, again, see if anything happens with them. Uh, Aldama, you look at him again, but we've already talked about him. And you mentioned, actually, not too long ago, Brandon Clark uh, returning. So that could, I don't know something to keep an eye on but yeah he's a guy that i definitely think i would you know recommend as a stash for anybody with an il spot just pick him up let's see what happens i'm not expecting a lot from him like i said i think when he comes back they're gonna just you know treat him with kid gloves you know they'll be real careful with him. but but he is another body we've seen what he can do when he's at full strength and on that team they're gonna need him so like i said you know i wouldn't go out of your way to pick him up but if you have an open spot if you can afford to stash him, I think it's a smart move. And actually, who was I thinking of? Zaire. I did, for some odd reason that just his name. I could think about him Zaire right Williams. now. Yes, I I think he could. I don't know. Have some keep. I, I would keep my eye on him too. I don't know. He he was in and out of the lineup a little bit earlier this year, and he can get boards. He can do things. He can score. So I mean, who knows? I, I still have, think he would be a fantastic trade target with the Pistons involving Killian Hayes. I think those two guys swapping teams makes a lot of sense for both teams. The Grizzlies need help at point guard and they're not going anywhere this year. They could take a look at Hayes and see if he's worth keeping. And if not, you're not really giving up much to get him. And same thing I'll say for the Pistons and Zaire Williams, just another young guy that you can bring in, take a look at, or maybe even flip depending on how quickly they make that trade. You could turn around and flip them or something. Who knows? But it just, again, just wheeling and dealing and, and acquiring assets in the process. And he's friends with Bronny, right? So he is we... the one that's friends with Bronny. And I remember you were saying a couple episodes ago, you were trying to think about who where we talk, they were going to we go. We talked about yep. that over the summer and you talked called about that going too. to Memphis. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I think that's all spot on. Yeah. Yeah. So I, they'll probably if any of this happens, you heard it here first. Menace pod. That'd be nuts. Could you imagine LeBron in Memphis? Ah, that'd be weird, but I could imagine it if his son goes there for sure. Yeah. And we talked all about it. It makes a lot of sense, but we'll see. No, no. All right. Um, yeah, I think that does it as far. Obviously, we're, there's going to be a lot more going on with this uh, trade deadline coming up. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right on the other side. We come back. I've got a WNBA update and then we'll go through some news, notes, transactions and All of that fun stuff on the other side of this break. Hey, this is Steve from Menace Podman. Scott and I have been having a blast creating our podcast. I can't tell you how much we look forward to recording days and providing amazing NBA content to our listeners every week. It's hard work, but with the right software, it's a lot easier. We use Podcastle to seamlessly edit and create production quality sounding podcasts. Podcastle is now equipped to record audio and video and distribute to all the places podcasts are found. You can find a link directly in the show notes to Podcastle. So if you're a podcaster or future podcaster, go check out Podcastle. 
All right, welcome back from the break. Uh, we're going to waste no time. We're going to get right into the WNBA update. It was the update. All right. Thank you. That one was live. That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to edit that one in there. That's that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Anyways. Makes it easier. It's it's so consistent every time. She's Thanks, Gailey. Like, yeah. She's uh, perfect. <laughs> Anyways, so WNBA updates. Um, just a lot, like we mentioned last week, a lot of re-signings. Actually, a trade that a few trades happening too. Um, I'm not going to name everything, but I'll kind of just start with some of the big names. Obviously, last week um, we talked about Satu Sabli, we talked about Natasha Cloud, we talked about some other people, um, Skylar Diggins Smith, and I guess the biggest news since we recorded last was uh, joining Diggins Smith in Seattle. As you mentioned, creating a super team, another super team here in the WNBA was uh, Neka Gumake. Um, she signed with Seattle. She now yeah. just makes that team a juggernaut. It's very similar to the years when Seattle, uh, well, they actually won WNBA championship with Brianna Stewart in the middle. They also had Sue Bird and uh, Jewel Lloyd was still there at that time too. Now you got Jewel Lloyd, leading scorer in the WNBA. Neko Gwumake, you got Skylar Diggins-Smith, you've got one of my favorites, Ezzy Megbagor, who can play next to a Gwumake, so that's totally fine. Yeah. And joined by them, they still have Jordan Horston. They still have Mercedes Russell. They still have Menjiadu. They still have Sammy Whitcomb, plus a couple other names. I almost named their whole roster, but nonetheless. <laughs> that's a, fun to watch. That's a very, very nice roster. I think it should go together. I don't think it's going to be one of those ones where you're going to be like, oh, we got to wait a year to see how this is going to work. These are veterans. These people know what they're doing. These women know what they're doing. And uh, I think they're going to fit together real well. And I expect some good stuff. So I I think they do. They join the likes of uh, being right up there with the Las Vegas Aces, the New York Liberty. And obviously, I think I would pencil them in right there at three now. And then right after that, you I love my Dallas Wings, so you can't give up on them. I'd probably put them at the four with probably Phoenix, and the Phoenix Mercury also made a trade, a big trade. They acquired Kalia Copper from the Chicago Sky, another great player. Um, they had to give up Anyanwere uh, and Brianna Turner, but for Kalia Copper, uh, you can't pass up that talent, so... You got Kalia Copper there. Um, they also, like I said, they just signed Natasha Cloud last week. So they're making some moves. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Brittany Griner yet, but I assume they'll try and get her to uh, re-sign with Phoenix, but we'll see how that goes. Brittany Griner's actually up to a bunch of stuff right now. She's actually getting her jersey retired at Baylor um, on February 18th. Uh, she's also got a memoir coming out called Coming Home. So... <laughs> So good for her. She's got a sure it'll have some stuff in it. Yeah, I'm sure it'll have least. a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Uh, it's good. I hope she, uh, you know, gets that story. Hopefully that maybe maybe helps. I don't know. In the uh, I, I'm trying to put my uh, my doctor's hat on, but maybe helps release some of that uh, emotions and stuff. Gets that all out. I don't know. <laughs> Get it down on paper. We'll see. Um, but that should be interesting. Um, Dewana Bonner. Another big uh, re-signing with Connecticut, um, so that's big. Uh, Candace Parker uh, just today on the seventh 
uh, re-signed with the Las Vegas Aces, the two-time champion LA, or Las, LA Las Vegas Aces. Um, so she signed a one-year contract to come back with them. And let's see, who else do you mention? You met oh Diamond, Diamond to Shields, Minnesota Lynx. She signed with the Chicago Sky. So I think Diamond to Shields is going to be that person trying to replace Kalia Copper over in Chicago. Um, these all these pieces just fall together. I love the WNBA, man. I can I, I can't read it. You you sent out the text and you started up our uh our WNBA fantasy league. Yeah, I was gonna say shout out to ESPN. They're still, I, I believe, the only website right now doing fantasy WNBA. So yeah, we uh started a new league up um with people who we know, which is cool. Um, some buddies of ours, a coworker of mine. Um, yeah, really cool. I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, no, I love it. I I can't wait to bet on it. I didn't bet on WNBA that much last year, and I can't wait to do it this year. I can't wait to get in the more into the WNBA DFS stuff this year too. Um, it should be a lot of fun. But uh, two other names I just want to mention: Megan Gus Gustafson. Uh, we talk about her all the time when uh, fantasy was in full swing last year. Yeah, uh, she's she's a favorite of ours. Um, she's she's solid. Um, and then Kalani Brown. Watch. Yeah, yeah. No, she's just a a skilled player. I don't know. That's that's what I love about the WNBA. I, I feel like there's just so much more fundamentals. I think I mentioned that last year too when we talked about it. It's just yep. I don't know. Less you, you do get your blowouts, but I feel like the blowouts are few and far between. I think the teams are a little more evenly matched up. But um Yeah, they don't play every single night, so there aren't as many games, there aren't correct. as many teams, and so it's just a lot easier to kinda balance it out and kind of you know monitor everything but then like you said they're playing hard they're you know every game matters that much more and yeah it's a lot of fun to watch yep and actually they because like i think we mentioned they were going up to 40 games this year so there are a few more games this year so i'll get a little bit busier um but yeah i think that covers the wnba update I guess I'll just shout out Queen Agbo too. She's the inspiration for the name <laughs> of my fantasy WNBA team, Lego My Agbo. So <laughs> fantastic name. <laughs> Anyways, so that covers the <laughs> WNBA update. I had other ones too. I I texted I texted you a few other ones. Vandersloot rules. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But I I'm sure I'm sure there's more of that one out there. <laughs> and then the other one I wanted. It was way too many characters. There was no way it was going to fit on the line. And that was <laughs> Natasha Cloudy with a chance of me kicking your ass. So <laughs> it's, it would have been a great name, but damn. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed because I, I tagged her in a, in a tweet and she didn't, she didn't do anything. She didn't. I don't know like why it. it doesn't let you just use all the characters you want. And then it can just kind of like abbreviate or something. Like yeah. once you have your name in there, I don't know. I I know because so, and sometimes you see really long names. I I swear football has some longer names. Maybe there's more characters for fantasy football, and I don't know. I have no idea. I, I haven't it counted. Probably depends it. on the site. Possibly, yeah. Maybe <laughs> ESPN. Yeah, it's different than Yahoo because we use Yahoo for other things. But yeah, I don't know. Tracks they're all different. I mean, I tagged ESPN too, so maybe they'll make a change for me. Probably not. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they really the care. Yeah. Anyways, that covers WNBA update. Looking forward to it. Can't wait for the season to get started again. So, but yeah, let's jump into your news notes and transactions other than trades. 
Yeah, yeah, we covered trades already in the last segment, um, so we'll just get right into injury news here. We're going to start back again with the Philadelphia 76ers, um, an update on Joel Embiid. We talked about him last week. He's been dealing with a left knee injury. Um, he is having a procedure and is going to be reevaluated in four weeks, but he's likely to be out six to eight weeks. So that really sucks. If you have him in fantasy, he's probably done. Um, Obviously, I would not cut him. I would just keep him on injured list and hope for the best. Maybe he gets ahead of schedule, feels good enough to come back and play and help you during your fantasy playoffs if you're in head-to-head. Um, if you're in roto, you know, obviously, if he comes back, you can use him. You know, we've said anytime he plays, he's incredible. Yep. He just can't play because he's so broken down. And it's, you know, right now it's his knee, but he's had all kinds of other injuries throughout his career and I'm sure even right now he probably has other parts of his body that are banged up so um yeah I would not cut him unless you absolutely have to if you're in a league that only has one or two IL spots he might be someone you got to drop sucks but you know those are tough choices hopefully you don't have to make those kind of choices hopefully you listen to us before the season and you got into a league that has flexibility and allows you to you know kind of keep going without sacrificing players like that so um but either way uh we'll we'll move on and, and hopefully they'll be able to move on um we talked about Tyrese Maxey last week he was dealing with a sprained left ankle um he did return on February 1st uh, but is questionable for tonight's game February 7th with an illness so he is day-to-day right now uh, but otherwise he's looked fine he should be okay um moving forward and then their other teammate, um, Nick Batum, he's dealing right now with a strained left hamstring. He's going to miss his fifth straight game. Um, and that kind of sucks just because they're running out of bodies. You know, we've talked about how Robert Covington's, you know, out indefinitely right now. Um, Kelly Oubre Jr. has been back in the starting lineup. He's been playing really well. Um, but they're just really short right now on bodies. You mentioned before we recorded, uh, Tobias Harris is red hot right now. And just in time, you know, for the trade deadline, he's been in a ton of rumors. I think it'd be pretty silly for the Sixers to trade him at this point, unless they can get something really, really good back for him. I've heard a lot of Pistons rumors involving Bogdanovich. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me to give up a guy like Harris, um, who does so much on both ends of the floor. Probably the most underrated guy in the NBA and definitely one of the most underrated fantasy assets in basketball. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens with the Sixers here in the next day. Um, you know, with the deadline, we'll see what they do. But um, it's definitely all systems go right now for Tobias Harris. Like I said, I think Maxie's going to be okay. He's just day-to-day right now with this illness. And then um, going back to Dallas, we've been talking a lot about them. Kyrie Irving, he was dealing with the sprained right thumb. We mentioned him last week. He returned February 5th. Played in back-to-back games. He's looked great. So hopefully he's good to go here. Um, you know, we'll have the all-star break, obviously, next week, like we said. So that'll be good for him to kind of rest a little bit. Uh, but I assume he'll be active during that weekend. Uh, Derek Lively, the second, we mentioned he's been out. Um, he's dealing right now with a nasal fracture. And he is going to be out until at least February 10th. And we said, you know, he's a guy, he's been really inconsistent in terms of his role, his minutes, his production. 
he's not a must roster guy in my opinion. Uh, but obviously the upside's there. And if you need a big man, you know, he's definitely worth stashing on an IL list on an IL spot. Um, we've talked all about LaMelo ball. He's got the sore right ankle. He's going to miss his seventh straight game. And I'm just going to go ahead and say out indefinitely, you know, we'll let you know if, and when he yeah. comes back. But, um, you know, I, I think a shutdown's coming. We've talked all about it. We don't really need to get into it any further other than we need to see what happens with Kyle Lowry. If he gets traded today or tomorrow, um, and if they get someone back for him, if they get another guard, that guy could have potential fantasy value. So we'll let you know about that. You know, stay on top of it. If they get somebody, definitely run out and grab them right away because, you know, they're obviously short on bodies. And that's how fantasy works. You take the guy that comes in and has a consistent role, and especially at the point guard spot, that's huge. Uh, Speaking of point guards, Fred Van Vliet, uh, a favorite of mine. I think a favorite of yours. Yeah, no, um, for a long time, I was a big fan of him as a shocker at Wichita State when they had that nice little run back in the back in the day. And that's where I kind of fell in love with them. And um, yeah, no, I I love Fred. I I actually very interesting enough. um, I think our buddy Ian has him on his roster and in one of the leagues. And I was trying to craft a trade to send to him last week to get Fred Van Vliet. And I was thinking about including like Paul George and somebody to get Fred Van Vliet. And uh, I, like I, never, I could never get it to work out completely where I thought he would bite on it. Um, <laughs> so I, because I always if you're thought listening was, right now. Yeah. Think yeah if about you're it. listening to this, yeah, I'm interested in Fred Van Vliet and I would love to have him on my team. <laughs> and I would love to get. Not, I wouldn't love to get rid of Paul George. I think Paul George is great. He's having a great season. He's about top fifteen and uh, nine cat this year, I believe, or top twenty. Yeah, least. So yeah. he's up there. Um, but yeah, if you if you got any ideas, let me know because yeah, I would love to have him. I think he could. I I I think that was the problem. I I was like, if I'm taking a point guard from him, I need to give him a point guard back, and I couldn't yeah. find a point guard to give him back. That I yeah, that tough. I wanted to, I could give him Darius Garland if I wanted to, because I just got him back. But I didn't think he would bite going. Oh, I'm replacing Van Vliet with Garland. Like you don't know yeah. what you're getting from Garland right now. Um, my other point guards, I only have like three point guards or something. It's very, it's very sl- slim pickings on my point guards, so I'm not. Well, giving now up. might be the time to offer it because he might go ahead and bite on it because Fred Van Vliet is out. He's dealing right now with a strained left thigh. He's going to be out at least four games. So. Um, they might just shut him down through All Star Weekend, All Star Break. So yeah, it also um, makes me hesitant. I'm like, Ugh. I mean, Toronto. I don't even know what Toronto Houston. is in the stand or Houston. I'm sorry, um, where Houston is in the standings right now? Are they seven somewhere? They're in that playing spot, right? They are in the mix there. I am going to standings right now to double check, and they are at drum roll. I feel like they're they got to be outside right now. They're actually in 12. Oh, okay. Okay. But they're only two games back from the 10th spot. So it's real close. They're definitely golden state and Houston right now are sitting at 11 and 12 in the Western conference. Um, but like I said, they're only two games behind. So they're right smack in the thick of it. They're it obviously might, competing. Yeah. So it might still work. It might still work. Maybe I'll have to revisit that, but um, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and the, you know, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into ads in a little bit. I'm not even going to mention his name. I'm going to just save it for the ad section, <laughs> uh, but there are options there in the short term, but you know, obviously Van Vliet's an elite point guard, especially in fantasy, you know, definitely a valuable guy. Um, does a lot across the board. So um, don't panic with him. Just throw him on IL and um, just stream or do whatever you got to do. Um, but hopefully he'll be okay after um, all-star break. Uh, another guy who's out right now, Brooke Lopez, another personal favorite of mine. Um, speaking of personal, he's out with personal reasons. He's missed the last three games. We don't really know what's going on, but hopefully it's nothing serious. Um, his twin brother plays on his team, the Milwaukee Bucks. He's been starting in Brolo's place, uh, Rolo, Robin Lopez. Obviously not the fantasy factor that Brooke is, but um, hopefully that means that it's nothing, you know, real serious. It's obviously not like family related, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, so whatever's going on, you know, hopefully he's okay and hopefully he'll come back uh, relatively soon here. Um, that is that is interesting, though, that his brother can play, but he can't. So it has to be like immediate family related, you would assume. Or yeah, personal, or something like, else. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. And again, again, just hopefully it's nothing too serious, and hopefully he's okay. Um, you know, it's funny we talked last week about doing our teams, like our, you know, maybe yeah, this summer, yeah. doing like our all Scott teams actually, or all I Steve teams. Found, I actually found my tweet from months ago. Yeah, and, I remember that tweet too, um, yeah. and it was, and I agreed with a lot of your picks too. Um, yeah, another I still guy, like them all. Another guy <laughs> that would absolutely be on my team is OG Ananobi. And um, he's out right now. He's dealing with a right elbow inflammation. He's going to be missing his sixth straight game. So um, they keep saying that he's day-to-day. Their coach, Tom Thibodeau, the Knicks, they're waiting for him to be cleared to play. So it sounds like he's not going to miss too much more time. But since we are this close to All-Star break, there is a possibility that maybe they just shut him down for the break. We'll have to wait and see. Um, obviously if you haven't, you know, have them on IL, just keep them there and, um, just stay on top of them. If they rule him, if they clear him and he's able to play, get him back in your lineup right away. Um, but otherwise take advantage of all these other Knicks players that we've been saying are pickups right now. Um, I'll mention another one here when we get to our ad section in a little bit. And speaking um, of Knicks, I, I want to pair them with the Cavaliers because I talked about them last week where I was like, I can see one of those teams coming out of the East. If uh, I don't see Milwaukee coming and then um, they're just defensively, they're atrocious. Um, Boston obviously is the favorite there. But if you're betting on an Eastern Eastern Conference winner, you can get Cleveland at plus 750 and the Knicks at plus 850 right now. And a week ago, they were even uh, higher. So there's some nice value there if you're looking to make a bet. Yeah, no, that's a good call. And, you know, they're both doing really well right now. Cleveland's sitting at number two, New York at number four. I love New York, actually. I hate, I said that last week too. I was like, I hate saying that. I feel like, like right now, that Knicks Clippers <laughs> feel like two of the best teams in the NBA right now, the way they're yeah. playing. And that would be an absolutely insane NBA finals. That'd I, be I, awesome, man. I would It'd be love fun it. to watch. It'd be just two huge markets too. I'm sure the league would love it. Yeah, I think it would be. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. And and the yeah. star names and the players and uh, just everything. It would be great just for those fan bases. I guess maybe you know maybe f the Clipper fan base, but I don't know if they're really Clippers fans. Are there are there a lot? I know there are Clippers fans, but where Hopefully are they from? We'll find out. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, 
Yeah, that here's would be a lot of fun. That, here's a team that probably won't be in that situation, the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> We've talked all about them. <laughs> uh, Zach Levine, we unfortunately got a really bad update on him. He um, has been dealing with the right ankle injury. He wound up having surgery on the ankle. He's going to be out four to six months. So, um, obviously, he can be dropped in all leagues. Um, you know, honestly, even keeper leagues, <laughs> I don't know that I would – you know, bother with them. I mean, obviously it depends on your league or whatever, but yeah, um, yeah just a, a rough year for him, you know, um, nothing against him personally, but he's got a horrible contract. I was saying all the trade rumors involving him were crazy. Um, our Pistons, you know, a lot of people were tossing his name out there. I didn't think it made any sense. And now nothing's going to happen there. So, um, you know, all the best to him. Hopefully he can recover have a good off season and come back strong next year. Um, Better luck next year. Another guy on the Bulls right now dealing with an injury is Patrick Williams. He's dealing with a left ankle injury. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. He's actually a guy that I picked up and stashed on an IL spot. I think he's definitely worth a look here while we figure out if, if that team's going to make a move here. Um, former Piston Andre Drummond, he's been playing really, really well. We talked about him as a guy to maybe hold on to, even when um, Nikola Vucevic came back, we talked yep. about, you know, just hanging on to Drummond. If you can get production out of him, just hang on to him and see if he gets moved somewhere or if Vooch has a setback and winds up getting hurt. You know, Vooch has been fine. He's been staying in the lineup. He's, you know, looked pretty good, but uh, Drummond's played well. And he's a guy that I, like we said, if he gets moved to the right team in the right situation, he could be a must own in fantasy, you know, especially depending on your build. You know, we all know he sucks at free throws, but other than that, he's yep. a fantastic center in terms of like field goal percentage, rebounds. Um, he gets some blocks, you know, he'll help you in those big man stats. And to be able to get a guy like that off the wire without having to give up anything for him, that's huge. Yeah, I feel like another guy from Chicago who might get moved is Caruso and he could yep. be valuable too. So Yep, good call. Uh Clint Capella with the um Atlanta Hawks. He's out right now with a strained left thigh. He's going to be reevaluated in seven to ten days, which means our boy and Yeko Okongwu. Yep, it's Okongwu season. This is why we said to draft him and use him. You know, he's been mediocre. He's been you know kind of a you know not a must roster guy, but pretty much you can still roster him. You're not getting like full. Starter was, minutes and production. I can tell you this much: he was a must not not roster guy. Like I could never get rid of him because he was doing enough. So he's like Walker Kessler yeah. in a way right yep. now, where almost exact same. Like he's doing exact enough same. block steals, doing some defensive stats that pushes him up these categories in your if you're playing head to head, and it's like phenomenal like they're they're you can't replace them they're great and you hope with things like this that you know i hope capella doesn't come back right and yeah because Okongo... they both have they both have all the upside and yep. now you know okongwu is going to be starting so yeah this is his time to shine you know and we'll see i mean obviously again trade deadline tomorrow february 8th so we'll see if anybody gets moved but um yeah okongwu is a must roster must use in your lineup i don't care what fantasy format you're in um Roto, you know, now's the time to play him. No questions asked. Get him in your lineup, use him, and enjoy. Enjoy the production as long as it lasts. 
I mean, the dude, oh God, he's so great. When he gets the minutes and he's able to play. I, I, I feel the same way. This is like the Minnesota situations when they have all the big guys. That, or the Cleveland, the Jared yeah. Allen Mobley thing. There's two of the kind of same guys. And it drives me nuts. And I always wish Capella and Okongwu would be separated. So I do hope one of them gets traded. That would be great. It's but you possible. see, like two two days ago, Okongwu against Golden State. Granted, it was an overtime game. But... The, the dude shot eight for 12, two for four from three, four for four free throws. He big guy hits free throws. That's always great. 16 boards, 22 points, two blocks. It's like, those are invaluable stats. They're amazing. He was, so that, I think it was that game actually. No, it was the Clippers game. He, uh, I looked up on FanDuel and to hit one three pointer, it was plus 190. I was like, okay, he hit two yesterday starting. And then, or not yesterday, but a game ago, he hit two, two of four. So he's shooting threes. And then Phoenix, he was one for one. LA, one for one before that. He's hit threes and three straight games, and they got him at plus 190. I was like, heck yeah, I threw some money on that thing. He hit two threes again against the Clippers. So nice. Won me some money. It was nice. Good I deal. love when you find those mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what it's all about. Anyways, I could talk about a Kongu forever, but I won't. Yeah, me too. <laughs> We'll move on here. You mentioned Cleveland, uh, and we mentioned Darius Garland last week. He was dealing with the fractured jaw, but he did return January 31st. Um, I think he's fine. Looks pretty good. I'm sure they're happy to have him back in their lineup. So hopefully he's good to go the rest of the way here. Um, and then we'll get into our Pistons again. Um, Cade Cunningham, we said he was dealing with the strain left knee. He did also return on January 31st. Uh, but is questionable for tonight's game, February 7th. So, again, this is just going to be kind of a load management thing. And, unfortunately, Cade, like we said, same same situation as LaMelo Ball. I think he's a shutdown risk. You know, obviously, um, you know, Pistons are going nowhere this season. So, if there's anything, any kind of, you know, sign of trouble, any injury of any kind, they will sit him. And now they have all these other guards that they can play and look at. So, no need to, you know, force him to go out there if he's not, you know, if he's not able to. And then another guy who's injured right now, Isaiah Stewart, he's got a sprained left ankle. Um, sounds like they're just going to shut him down through all-star break. So, and he's another one, you know, uh, and he might get traded. You know, we'll see. Um, it's a, you know, we're expecting more moves here and uh, it's going to be fun to watch and see how it plays out. But um, yeah, it, otherwise, if you have him in fantasy, you know, you can just throw him in your IL, but he might not be worth rostering depending on whether or not he gets traded. Because if he doesn't get traded, he's a shutdown risk, huge shutdown risk. And if he gets traded, he might go to a situation now where instead of being a starter, he's coming off the bench, he's playing like maybe 20 minutes. And he's already not like the greatest asset in nine cat. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so what? That covers all those injuries. You got any yeah, I got a couple more pickups? here. Oh, yeah, I got a, it's okay. I got a couple more. Um, Toronto Raptors, we mentioned Jakob Pertl. He had been yep. out for a while with the sprained ankle, but he did return February 2nd. And then Emmanuel quickly, he was dealing with the right quad contusion, but he also returned on the 2nd. And uh, those guys are both looking good. Pertl, um, the first game, I think he only played like, you know, spot minutes, but they've been ramping him up. He looks really good. So he should hopefully be good to go here. Um, and then your boy, Ivica Zubats for the Clippers. Mm -hmm. 
He had been out with the strained right calf. He returned February 4th. Um, he did sit the second night of a back-to-back, and they are going to kind of take their time with him. You know, they have kind of that three-headed monster, you know, there with the uh, additions of uh, Daniel Tice and, you know, last year getting uh, Mason Plumley. So, um, yeah, you know, they're happy with all those guys, and, you know, they're going to use all three of them. So I don't know if Zubats is going to really have as much fantasy value the rest of the way getting this close to the fantasy playoffs. We'll have to kind of see. Um, but in any case, you know, if you have them, you know, you can put them back in your lineup and just kind of see how it goes. Just kind of play it by ear. Um, the last injury that I have here is Shaden Sharp. He's been out for yes. a while now with the abdomen injury. And unfortunately he had a setback. He's going to undergo surgery next week and he's out indefinitely. I could see them just shutting him down. Yeah, I would agree. That's for Portland. You know, the Trailblazers, they're uh, another team going nowhere this season. So anyone on there who's left standing, who who winds up getting hurt, just a huge shutdown risk. And they're a team that we'll have to see if they make any trades. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's uh, as always, trade deadline shakes a lot of stuff up and opens a lot of windows. Um, I think, guys, I'm... I, I know we talked about we don't really want to talk about trade deadline stashes because pretty much everybody talks about that. I guess there's there's guys I just more or less keep my eye on to see where they end up if they end up somewhere new. Uh, one guy I'm watching who's all of these I, actually it looks like he's even trending right now. Uh, Bruce Brown, I could see him yeah. getting moved somewhere, but you know it depends where it, it, everything matters on the situation. Obviously about um, if there's some guy that you want to pick up or not, but that's the guy I'll look to see if he gets moved somewhere. That's advantageous. Um, yeah. We talked about and these guys. The next guys I'll talk about is not because of trade deadline or anything. Well, they could open up because of trade deadline stuff, but um, he's gone back and forth and in my leagues, at least his free agent picked up free agent picked up. So I think he's, you know, had, some, he's had hot streaks, but Brandon Pachemski yeah. again is, you know, been on fire. He's had 11 boards the last two games each, um, not total each game, which is crazy. Um, But uh, we just talked about the whole, at the beginning of the show, the Miami thing and Golden State has six games next week and the All-Star extended combined week. If Pajemski is available and you need somebody to cover those spots, he's a great guy. He's a great candidate to fit that spot. Um, Yeah, I totally agree. Lou Dort's been on fire again lately. He's been shooting up a lot of shots, but he's always been one that, you know, one day he's like, okay, I'll keep him next day. You don't need him. So he's, he's, he's one of the ultimate, like short term streamers for me. Just pick him up for one night. If you yeah. Need it all depends on the size of your league. I think a deep leagues, and I've said this a lot. Um, I think in a, in a really deep league, I think Lou Dort's a must own because he's just got a solid role. He plays every game, 30 to 40 minutes. He's a starter every game. OKC does not have much of a bench, so they rely heavily on their starters. And then his value goes up even more if any of their starters sit. You know, um, we yeah. talked about how Jalen Williams missed a couple games, so he was out. So that just added to Dort's value. So, um, you know, I, I just think in a deep league, I wouldn't mess with Dort. I would just keep him. Uh, but like you said, in a shallower league or leagues where you have stuff like IL Plus and you can kind of yeah. toggle, um, you know, then yeah, you can definitely, um, you know, kind of move him around a little bit. But I think in general, um, I like him because he's just, you know, he's low end in fantasy in terms of value. Um, 
but he's reliable in terms of his role and just, you know, kind of what you can expect in terms of his floor. And then I guess the only other names I'll mention real quick, I'll spout off. We're getting kind of long here. So Josh Green, he's just been on fire lately too. He's been getting a lot of minutes, 30 plus minutes. Um, Obviously that'll change. We've mentioned him a few times. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, injuries, people were in and out. You yep. talked about Kyrie being in and out. So I'm sure some of that will fluctuate, but he's been pretty consistent over the last couple of weeks, actually two, three weeks. Um, this this one I was not expecting to see, but Grady Dick had 30 minutes the other day. Yeah. Uh, 22 points, uh, four for eight from three, nine for 16 from the field with four boards, two assists, and a steal. Um, yeah. No, so he's, a, he's a guy to keep an eye on post-All-Star break for sure. You know, if the Raptors continue to lose, you know, he's a guy that they can obviously turn loose, you know, lottery pick. They got to look at him and see what he can bring to the table. So definitely a guy to keep an eye on. And then lastly, I just have to continue to toot my horn because Cam Whitmore is still awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm going to actually go ahead and read off my day-to-day list really fast. And then oh, I've got some ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting ahead um, of you, sorry. That's all good. So we've got um, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, Jalen Brunson, DeJounte Murray, Jaron Jackson Jr., Drew Holiday, D'Angelo Russell, Cam Johnson, Chris Middleton, Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon, Zion Williamson, and Boyan Bogdanovich. A lot of guys that, you know, coincidentally are in a lot of trade rumors. So again, we'll have to see what happens there. We'll keep you posted. Hopefully we can come back on this weekend, do an emergency pod, talk about all the trades that do go down between today and tomorrow, again, February 8th. Um, Ads. So you mentioned Whitmore. I'm going to go ahead and mention his teammate again. And he's our boy. He's of the Thompson twins. Amon Thompson. Um, You know, I think with Fred Van Vliet going down, Thompson's a must own right now. He's hot. He's starting at point guard. Um, he plays all kinds of positions. He's just like his brother, Osar. You know, he's, you know, he just does a lot of everything. So Osar is technically Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nicely yep. done. See what I did there. <laughs> yeah, I do. That was awesome. <laughs> Perfect setup there too. Yep. Um, GG Jackson, the second, we've talked a lot about him with the Grizzlies. I think right now, um, you know, I mentioned Jaron Jackson Jr. is day to day, but, you know, he's a guy that, you know, at any point they could just decide to shut him down. And, you know, GG's been solid. You know, he's coming off the bench, but, you know, his role will continue to increase, especially if they make another trade or two. You know, we'll have to see. So he's a guy that I like. And then just some kind of like smaller names to just kind of keep an eye on or maybe use as streams. Uh, Royce O'Neal for the Brooklyn Nets. He's been playing pretty well. They've had a lot of guys in and out of their lineup. You know, um, we've talked all about Ben Simmons, (laughs) Mr. IL plus, as you said last week. So, um, you know, anytime that they have multiple guys out of their lineup, I think O'Neal's a guy that you can plug in. There should be oh. there should be like you can have IL plus and there should just be a BS plus and just be like oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> that that spot just for him yeah yep bullshit um, plus exactly um, I mentioned Jalen Brunson right now is day to day for the Knicks and we've talked about some of their other injuries with OG and and whatnot so Miles um, McBride is another name I just wanted to put out there um, he's a guy that could definitely have a lot of short term value especially DFS. Or if you're streaming in season long, 
Uh, definitely a guy to maybe look at, especially if Brunson does get ruled out. I think they play tomorrow, February 8th. And again, we need to see what trades they make. Um, so he's a guy to definitely look at, keep on your radar. Um, I'm going to throw Jay Crowder's name out there too. He's been playing a ton of minutes right now uh, because of the injuries. You know, uh, Brooke Lopez being out for the personal reasons, like we said. Uh, Chris Middleton, he's day-to-day right now, but he did sprain his ankle, so there could be an update on him. And again, this close to um, all-star break, they might just shut him down. If they do, I think Crowder's a guy you could definitely at least stream. And then one more time, I just wanted to mention Patrick Williams. I think he's a guy that you can stash on IL. And let's just see what happens here. Let's see if the Bulls make more trades. You know, Patrick Williams is a former lottery pick. He's a young guy. He's a guy that I think they want to, you know, look at as much as they have him. So if he's healthy, and especially if they move or shut down any veteran players, he's a guy that could have a ton of value heading into fantasy playoffs. So he's a guy that I like to stash, and let's just see what happens. Nope. I like all those guys. Um, and that's all I, I got. That's all I got, my brother. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can hear downstairs. Somebody else is hungry. I'm pretty hungry. I don't know about you. You're ready. For, I'm ready for dinner. I'm getting but, there. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> time to go, Maryland. So I think this is a perfect time to wrap it up. We got everything in a, a, a full, solid episode of Menace Podman this week. Real um, quick hope- update. Brooke Lopez is probable for tomorrow, February 8th. Sounds good. Um, yeah, but yeah, we, we're here every week. Come check us out. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever wherever you get your podcasts. Um, like we mentioned a couple times here during the podcast, after this trade deadline, I'm sure we'll get on for a, a small uh, little trade deadline review here over the weekend. So there might be a to. bonus. Yeah, so you'll probably see a bonus episode come out. Worst case scenario, we'll make it Monday or something. But uh if that works we'll for something. you, we'll figure it out. But it'll be before Thursday. I'm sure about that. So, oh yeah. Anyways, if you haven't got on and give us some ratings, um, please do that. Give us some reviews. We'd appreciate it. Still trying to grow this thing. Been a while. Slow, slow going. Trying to grow podcasts um, organically, we're but but we're working on it. So I actually haven't even looked at the numbers lately. I just just do our thing, <laughs> and they will listen. That's right. Podcast. Anyways, we appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode and every episode, and we'll talk to you hopefully this weekend, if not next week. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Hey, it's Scott from Menace Podman, and if you love sports and you're a somewhat low-key gambling degenerate like I am, you should definitely check out outlier.bet. Uh, They have a super easy-to-use platform um, supported on both mobile and desktop sites, um, and it really allows you to crunch the numbers and make you get some confidence in the bets that you're making. Um, You can do multiple things um, on Outlier. Uh, You can explore across multiple markets. Uh, You can get suggestions and curated picks. Um, You can analyze trends, matchup data, line movement, and my favorite feature, Outlier is integrated with multiple betting sites, so you can seamlessly transfer your picks to automatically fill out your bet slips um, with just as easy as two clicks. Um, So there's a link directly in the show notes to Outlier. You should check them out. Um, Click on the link, go to the site, sign up, get a free seven-day trial of Outlier, and go win some money. Ben
Miss Palmer.